Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Healing my own chronic illnesses as an empath led me to become fascinated with energy and more specifically, all of the emotional, spiritual, and holistic healing modalities my doctor never told me about. I began to share my insights and journey online and over time built a powerful community and business supporting women who were also on the pathway to healing. Think of this podcast as your uncensored and no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship as an empath. You'll get no nonsense and totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing journey right beside you. Now, let's get started. Welcome to today's episode. I am so delighted to have Emma Mumford as my guest today. She is award-winning life coach and mentor, as well as a YouTuber, best-selling author, speaker, and host of Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, which I had the honor of being on. Emma's work focuses on helping you turn your dream life into an abundant reality using the law of attraction. In today's conversation, we talk about not just the three, but the five steps to manifesting your desires with the law of attraction, as well as how to build this positively wealthy life using all of our manifesting powers. I know you guys are going to take some really actionable, tangible steps away from what Emma has to teach today. So let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to the show, Emma. I'm so glad to have you on today. 
Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. So we are going to be talking about wealth, money, abundance, manifestation today. So many amazing buzzwords, but I want to really break it down into an understandable and tangible way for the listeners and for the audience. So I'd love to start with what does manifestation mean to you? What is your definition of manifestation? Of course. Good question. So we've probably all heard of the law of attraction before and manifesting from big, um, big books, sorry, like The Secret um, and Rhonda Byrne's novels, books, should I say not novels? <laughs> um, so you may be aware of the law of attraction already, but manifesting to me personally means, you know, we're all souls having a human experience. So we're able to manifest our heart's desires and be able to, you know, what we put out into the world comes back to us. So see mm. the law of attraction a bit like a boomerang. What you put out comes back to you. Yeah. So that can be good emotions, that can be materialistic things like finances, cars, mm. careers, lovers, etc. Mm. But you can use it for emotions as well. So really what I would say manifesting is, is taking control of your life mm. and creating the life of your dreams to what you see your life as, you know, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you as Tony Robbins says. So really it's about taking control of that and saying like, if you're not happy where you are at the moment, you absolutely have the power and control to change that and manifest things mm -hmm. into your life, into your reality that will help you live a more fulfilled and happier life. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I think you defined that so well. And there's so many people who are all always wondering, how do I become a better manifester? How do we start to, what we put out there in order to get back what we want? How do we get better at that? How do we become a more powerful manifester? I think, you know, I think that's a question on everybody's lips. And I think it's about understanding. You have to excuse me. I've got a cold today as well. So sorry if my voice sounds awful. I'm recovering at the moment, but I'm powering through. So, um, you know, I think definitely um, learning the five steps of law of attraction is something that definitely helped me. So traditionally, you may be aware of the three steps, which is ask, believe, receive. Mm -hmm. um, but when I wrote my first book, Spiritual Queen, I really, and you know, throughout my manifesting journey over the last four or five years now, I was like, there's more to this. You know, when I was manifesting in the earlier days, I found it hard and I was thinking, okay, some things come to me easily, some things don't. Why? Mm -hmm. And it really intrigued me that there were other people out there when I joined law of attraction forums and communities that were also having these problems. So I started to kind of talk about law of attraction and spirituality on my YouTube and things mm -hmm. like that. So at the time, I actually wasn't a spiritual entrepreneur. I was a money-saving entrepreneur. So I started to kind of drip feed these things in and the kind of feedback I was getting was you're right Emma there are like more steps to this which you know a lot of law of attraction teachings do miss out so mm -hmm. I made it my mission with my first book to really explore what those five steps were mm -hmm. um well more than three steps I kind of decided there should be at least five and I'm sure there's probably more but mm -hmm. I feel in my heart that these five are the most important so ask is the first one so mm -hmm. that's a traditional step as well so setting those intentions being clear having clarity on your desires because a lot of the time people may think I really would love this I would love a lover I would love a husband a wife I'd love a dog I'd love a house but they don't know the specifics of that so you can be manifesting those things at every corner but if you're not specific enough and saying like you know for instance with manifesting a lover 
if you aren't specific with those qualities of that person, you could end up manifesting someone exactly like your exes, which is probably not what you want if they're your ex. Right. <laughs> so having clarity is key. And the best way to do that is not just with love, with every aspect of your life, is to look at it and say, what do I not like about the things that are in my life currently or exes, for example? What did I not like about that? And where? how would I like to feel about these things? And how would I like to experience these things in the future? Mm-hmm. So that's how you can get clarity. So so asking can be setting intentions verbally, writing goals down, writing intentions down, doing vision boards, things like that. There are multiple ways you can ask, even by thinking you're asking the universe. I'm sure all of us have had those moments where we thought of something and then like an hour later it happens or that person gets in touch. You're like, whoa, how did that happen? That's so freaky. And this is all the law of attraction. So yeah. there are multiple ways to ask, but you definitely only need to ask one the universe hears you so have that clarity and don't overdo it the universe is hearing you loud and clear and then the second step is to believe so this is where the work the real work starts for you so when we step into the believe stage that's where we really have to address everything that's within us which is blocking us from receiving our manifestations currently so love's a great one to use as an example here so if you were trying to manifest a partner for example then look at the blocks and triggers within you. Do you feel worthy of love? Do you have self-love? Do you feel that you, you know, do you believe in the law of attraction? Do you believe it can help attract this partner to you? You know, if you are feeling negative in terms of feeling single at the moment, then there's something there to be worked on. So the belief stage is where you really work on the limiting fears and beliefs that you may have within yourself and work to remove these so you can become an energetic match to your desires. Then the third step is a new step that I've added in, which is to let go. So this is a big step that is missed out of the law of attraction and one that definitely as a Virgo, I could have used in the beginning. Like (laughs) I used to be a controller and I used to have to like know when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. I had to know all the details. Otherwise my Virgo self was freaking out. Well, really with the law of attraction, that does not work. You know, this is co-creation with the universe. You know, you have to meet the universe 50% of the way with your inspired action and the universe is going to meet you 50% of the way as well. Mm -hmm. So this may seem like a backward step because many people think, hang on Emma, I have to ask, believe, and then you're telling me to let go of this thing? Like, how does that make sense? So what I mean by let go is to not just forget about it and say, oh, it's never going to happen. You're still holding that end goal, but you're releasing the attachment to it. So yeah. if you're feeling desperate for this thing, if you're feeling... um you know attached to it and controlling this is just mirroring that that kind of energy back to you so you want to feel in a relaxed place where you're detached from the outcome the hows the whens the whys the ifs the buts whatever Mm -hmm. detached from all of it and trust in the universe Mm. so surrendering and letting go is definitely a process it's not something you can just click your fingers and it's done it is a consistent process where you have to remind yourself to let go check in with yourself and make sure you're not coming crazy with your manifestations but definitely an important step and then the fourth step is also a new one which is to trust now many people may think this is the same as belief but actually trusting is where um so in your belief stage sorry you'll actually be taking your inspired action so if you want to um manifest winning the lottery for example you've got to play the lottery Mm -hmm. so this is where you have to show up a little bit you've got to take some inspired action if you want to manifest a lover get yourself on some dating sites you know get yourself ready for that person um if you want to manifest a career start applying for jobs you know you need to take that 
little bit of action because the universe is not just going to deliver it all to your front door. So you've mm-hmm. got to take action. So in your um, trusting stage, the fourth stage, this is where you have taken your inspired action, you're surrendered, you're let go, you're detached from the outcome and you are trusting in divine timing. So divine timing is a big thing because we want it now, 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 now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to understand that it's not just us who are working to co-create these manifestations the universe is at play too Mm. so if it is not for our highest good to have that thing right now we have to trust that because I've done this before and I'm sure everybody can you know listening who has done manifestation sometimes you've manifested something really quick and then it's actually not been the right time for it to happen and you're like oh damn like I lost that or it didn't work out and then later on down the line it does work out and you're like Oh, now I understand. So you don't want what's not meant for you. So definitely when you're manifesting, always say at the end, this or something greater for the highest good of all. It's like a little safety net that of just saying, this would be fantastic, but if you've got something better planned universe, I'm here for it. I trust in that. So that's your trusting step. And then your fifth step is to receive, which is where you can celebrate, where you get your manifestation and you're like, whoop, whoop, this is fantastic. So definitely be grateful when that happens. Really take it in, be present and don't just go to the next thing. Be present and just be grateful that the universe has brought this manifestation to you. Yeah. There's a couple of things that stand out to me in my own process as you were describing that beautiful five steps versus three steps of a law of attraction. And I'm so glad that you reminded us in that second step of believe that there, it does require some inspired action. Like we do have to do something. You have to apply to the job or you have to, you know, have to go sign up for those dating sites or whatever is in alignment with the thing, the goal that you're trying to manifest in your life. And I think that gets left out of the big movies, like the secret as well as like, we also do have to take some action in order for this to be a full complete manifestation process. And I think you also mentioned really beautifully trust. And to me, it's so easy to want to stop trusting when I said I wanted to manifest, let's say like 20 people inside of a program and it's the night before the cart closes and there's only 15 people. And it's so easy in those moments to be like, Oh, I I failed. Like just, just not going to work. But I think the, the, the test of the true manifester and when you actually get what you desire is in the last you know, couple steps, the last hour, the last minute, you still trust even when it looks like it's not going to happen or it feels like you have to have this big leap or like a miracle has to freaking roll into your life for it to actually happen. But you still trust at the very moment before the finish line when it looks like it's not going to happen. Have you experienced that in your own manifestations before where you're like, it would be so easy for me right now to be like, Oh, I just, it, you know, it sucked. It failed that, you know, whatever, throw in the towel. And instead you continue to believe. Totally. And we're all human. We all have this. And you know, it's a really good example you gave them. What I use in my own press process and say to people is, okay, you're stressed. You know, you're, you're, you've noticed you've got a couple hours left before your course closes. You've got 15 out of 20 people. What's the worst thing that can happen here? Mm-hmm. So my question to you, Sarah, and obviously anybody listening would be, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. And this is where you break down the ego because that's the ego piping up. Like, yeah. do you need those 20 people? <laughs> like you failed. But actually it's like, 
hold on a minute, let's celebrate 15 people have you know, signed up to your work, trust you, vibe you and want to work with you. Like take the gratitude in that moment to be like, okay, it's not the full 20, but my God, 15 is incredible. Mm -hmm. So when you turn that lack into appreciation, your whole game shifts because you're not putting out that lack vibe. You're putting out that abundant, grateful vibe where it doesn't matter if you manifest it or not, because you're grateful for exactly where you are right now. So really, if you are in that stage where you're like, well, it's not exactly, you know, the right figure or the right amount of money or the right amount of people, just stop yourself in your tracks. That's your ego talking and, you know, return to your soul and say, actually, I'm going to be really grateful for how well I have done already with this because it's still a great success. I've put in the work, I've showed up. And if only 15 people are meant to sign up, then that's what's meant to happen right now. And that doesn't mean to say that next time when you open it up again or do it again, that even more people would sign up. And the thing to remember here is sustainability. This is a big theme of my next book because we can, and I've seen this and I will hold my hands up and admit this as well. You know, in business, we're like, it would be great to have like a six figure business. How will this success, how will these people sign up? And I recently launched a membership and I was like, you know, people were asking me like, how many members would you love to have? How much money would you love to earn? And I thought, God, I haven't even really thought of that. I've just been like so focused on actually getting it up and like running that, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't even set that intention yet. And I just, you know, for me, it was really good to actually manifest from a surrendered place this time of what is meant to be will be like, whoever is meant to be a part of this membership will be a part of this membership. And I actually exceeded all of my expectations by having that relaxed approach. So sometimes we put restrictions on our own manifestations. And I did this with my first book and things in the past where I was like, I want to have X amount of blah, 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 blah. And I hit it. But then I thought, hang on a minute what if the universe had something even greater planned for me? So with the membership, this was a great example to just have no expectations whatsoever and just show up, you know, be of service, create a great platform for people and surrender it and just say, whoever is meant to be in here will be here. Mm-hmm. And I blew every expectation I ever had. So really, you know, ask, ask yourself that question today as well. Am I restricting myself here? Now that's not to say, you know, go for like millions of pounds and dollars and then you're like, God, I really don't believe this because then you really have to believe that statement as well but really just having that relaxed approach sometimes to manifesting can really help where you focus on being of service instead of the numbers and figures etc yeah I I love that you talk about the celebration within that last step of receive as well because Myself, I, you know, highly driven entrepreneur and I am somebody who holds myself to really high standards. And if I, let's use the example of a course, cause I launch a ton of courses, even if it's like 19, but my goal was 20, there's still that little ego voice that can creep in and be like, oh, well you didn't hit 20. And then it feels like I'm not able to celebrate as big. And I've really looked at that in my own life to be like, what, like 19 is freaking, this isn't, this is just an example, but like if it were 19 and my goal were 20, like that's still freaking awesome. And like you said, well, maybe that 19 is exactly the number that was supposed to be inside of this course or this program. And so I've really started to notice when I resist or retract from the celebration because I'm being hard on myself, too hard on myself versus when I allow myself to celebrate the success and achievement 
confidence that I have created anywhere in my business. And uh, I feel like you can probably relate, Emma, and that you have a lot of moving pieces within your business and as the spiritual queen and just this beautiful business that you've built. And I'm sure you have much more that you want to create and want to achieve in your business and in your life. And so how do we remember to, to me, I'm like constantly practicing this, but are there any tips that you have to celebrate even the wins that weren't exactly as you, like we're trying to control them to happen and instead really be uh, honoring and gentle towards ourselves and what we do, do achieve, even when we have really big goals and we want to do so much on this planet. Definitely. And it's, it's a question which myself, you, and probably every entrepreneur or anybody, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to have this kind of inner ego battle as such. But one of the points I brought up in the last question, which I didn't actually follow up on is, is sustainability. And with that, you know, I really had to like check in with myself and say, right, you have these fantastic goals. Amazing. Like it's great to be a dreamer. It's great to have these goals and ambition, of course. But then, you know, my friend sat me down one day and really like woke me up to this and said, Emma, if you were to have like, let's use an example, if you were to have like 5,000 people sign up to your membership, sign up to this, turn up to an event, whatever it may be, buy your book, whatever, would you sustainably be able to handle that demand? And this really intrigued me because I thought, interesting. And then I started to look into other businesses, not just coaches and everything, but look into business in general, because that's what I do. I coach businesses. So I was like, right, I need to like explore this myself in order to be able to explore this with others. And what I found was that businesses that had overnight successes, like celebrity endorsements, influencer endorsements, and they absolutely blew up overnight, for example, failed very quickly afterwards. And the reason is like they had thousands of orders. They had thousands of orders, but they were a small business and they weren't able to cope with the demand. They weren't able to grow with that sudden impact and sudden increase at a rate that was comfortable to them. Mm-hmm. So we apply that to you know coaches and kind of spiritual businesses here well-being businesses ask yourself if you were to become an overnight success tomorrow do you have the staff do you have the team the capabilities the technology the space to be able to handle that demand the answer is probably no and actually ask yourself does it feel even comfortable to even think about that because i know myself if my company blew up tomorrow in a good way I, I would be like, I wouldn't know what to do. Like I'm a one man band still. So I would be inundated with mm-hmm. orders, with things, probably emails, admin. So you have to ask yourself here, the universe has a plan. The universe knows what it's doing. So trust here. This is that trust stage because like Sarah said, if it's 19 people out of 20, celebrate that. That is what you are ready for. And, you know, don't beat yourself up here. You showed up, you did the work, you know, give yourself a pat on the back because you showed up. Some people don't even get that far. So the fact you even took that big leap, launched it, did whatever it was you were, you know, launching and birthing into the world is fantastic. Like you're showing up for your purpose. Like that's an incredible reason to celebrate, Mm -hmm. but also growing with, you know, steadily and at a pace that feels comfortable to you will help you and help you expand and grow in a fantastic way. Whereas if you just suddenly got that overnight success that you're craving so much, the six figure business, the thousands of sales, can you handle that currently? Mm. Are you ready and prepared for that? Because we can manifest things, but if we are not prepared or in that right place to sustainably keep it, it's not going to stay in your life. So what's the point? 
Yeah. I, this is so relatable, Emma. I've had these big leaps in my business, both in number of people signing up for an offer and financially. And then I find myself taking a couple steps back to then regroup in the back end of my business and making sure everything's organized and that we can support that much income and that many people. And then we move forward again. And then we take a couple steps back and we move forward. And finally this year, I'm like, okay, so I noticed this. I see what's happening. And I've really started to build a team that can support support me and therefore we can all support my business as the empowered empath. And so I'd love to talk more specifically about money and building, especially with your book coming out, Positively Wealthy, a healthy relationship with money. Because I hear, I would say nine out of 10 people, maybe even 10 out of 10 people that I talk to within the empowered empath community, they, they would say, no, I do not have a healthy relationship with money. I either think I'm irresponsible or I come from a place of lack or scarcity, or I believe there's never going to be enough or I'm not worthy. I mean, the, the internal dialogue is endless. So many things can be happening inside our minds in that relationship with money. So I'd love, love, love to hear from you, Emma how do we start to build a healthy relationship with money? Of course. So the first step is to get honest with where you're at at the moment. Because if we don't have acceptance of where we are, how can we be grateful for what we have and how can we move forward? So for instance, if you're in debt, debt is a big money block. I've been in debt myself at only 20 years old. I had 7,000 pounds worth of debt. That's how I started my money saving business. And it's kind of ironic how my money saving tips are now coming full circle again. So now be spiritual <laughs> money tips as well. So um, I've dealt with money and I used to be a banker as well. So money has always fascinated me, um, even before I had my spiritual business and my money saving business. So you need to have acceptance of where you're at. If you're in debt, it's okay. Look at, you know, at the biggest thing people do is bury their heads with debt. They don't know how much debt they have. So a good example of this was I was trying to manifest being debt free. Mm-hmm. And for about five, six months, kept setting this intention, nothing showed up. Everything else did apart from this. And it baffled me of, I'm being clear what's happening here. And then one day it hit me. I was using the words debt free, not I wish to manifest X amount of money to be debt free. I had no idea of how much debt I had anymore. I was paying it off monthly, but I had no idea. So how can I be grateful for the money I have and have acceptance of the situation when I had absolutely no clue? Mm -hmm. So that night I sat down, logged onto my internet banking, looked at the debt and was like, okay, how does that feel to me? How does that sit? Okay, it doesn't feel great, but I can manifest this money. And from that place where I knew that figure and had that clarity within five days, so I needed, I think it was about 6,000 pounds at that point, I manifested within five days, 11,000 pounds from a brand new source, Mm -hmm. new income, new opportunity, didn't know it was coming. And obviously had, you know, there was, I hadn't earned it in any other area of my business. It was a brand new opportunity. So for me, I was gobsmacked because the universe showed up, not just with the £6,000, but nearly double. So I was able to then reinvest that in my business and do some other amazing things as well to grow my business once I was debt free. So you can see here, being clear on your financial situation is the first step with this because 
being grateful for where you're at at the moment is the key with law of attraction. So you may think you're being grateful, but are you? Do you know what you're grateful for? Do you know the amount of money you currently have to your name? So even if you don't have debt, you know, do you know how much money you actually have to your name right now? Do you have savings locked away that you have no idea about? Because all of this, once you have that figure, you know how much to be grateful for. And also, you know how much to then manifest. So for instance, if you're trying to manifest a holiday or money for a new car, if you don't know your current financial situation, how much, how do you know how much you need to manifest? So sit with your finances, get real, sit with the, you know, the feelings if there is debt involved or it's not where you want to be right now, because those feelings are your feedback. And that's where you know you need to work on things. So get real with your finances and see what emotions come up for you. The next step is, I would say, using affirmations. So how do you speak about money? Now, I'm not going to come on here and say all the negative affirmations in the world because I don't want to manifest it myself, but we are all aware of the negative self-talk that we have with money. Saying to people, when you don't have money, you know, statements like your skin, et cetera, you don't have any money, like stop saying this now because you're affirming it with the universe. Now that's not to say you have to go around saying, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, because truly, are you going to believe that right now? You have to believe that statement to truly embody it and manifest it. So you equally don't have to go to the other side of the scale and go over the top. Just talk positively about money and stop yourself if you find yourself saying, you know, oh, just about to say a negative affirmation, stop and switch it to a positive. And equally, if you're in a situation where someone's inviting you out or someone's inviting you to something and it doesn't feel good to spend that money at the moment, instead of saying, I don't have the money, what you can say is say like, thank you so much for inviting me, but at the moment I'm choosing not to spend money, but next time let's definitely do it. So just things like that, instead of using that negative statement, switch it into where you are in control, but you're still honoring your feelings. And you could do another great exercise, which is called rewriting your money story. So a bit like affirmation style as well. You can do it as a letter, use affirmations, whatever feels good to you. Go where you intuitively feel drawn with this, Mm -hmm. but rewrite your story. So it may help you to actually write your current story by writing your current beliefs down, just so you can see what stories your ego is telling you. And then what you can do after that is burn that letter. So you release it to the universe and then rewrite your story. So what you want to do in that letter is write all of the things you would like your relationship with money to be. So you can write things like, I have a positive and healthy relationship with money. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. I always have more money than I can spend each month. Those sort of statements, write a letter to yourself and rewrite your money story and then keep that. You could put some crystals around it. You could put it on your little spiritual altar, wherever feels good. Keep that money story and read it out regularly to affirm that as your reality Mm -hmm. and then another great tip is called mindful spending and it's really simple but oh my god like when I realized I was doing this and called it an actual technique I was like oh wow we really do unmindfully spend a lot of the time so mindful spending is once you kind of look at your household bills your necessities each month you look at your luxury you look at your luxury budget of sort of you know how much money you have to spend for the month and how much you have to spend on luxuries and then from that place only spend when it feels good so for instance if you are out and you're like i want to buy these clothes i want to like you know spend all this money and it doesn't feel good to you energetically once you spent that money 
So, you know, when you get home and you've bought that item, are you going to feel good about it? Because realistically, you know, if you're going to look at your bank balance and think, oh, I really shouldn't have spent that. Oh, now I feel worse about my situation. You're putting out that negative energy. So what you really want to do is only spend when it feels good. Will that item bring you joy? Will you wear that dress more than three times? Like mm -hmm. really check in with yourself because if that item will bring you genuine joy, the energy when you see that item, the energy when you wear that item will you know, positively contribute to your finances as well. So something as simple as that can really change your relationship with money and actually make you feel more abundant, meaning you manifest more money as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's so many people listening who want to do just that. They want to manifest more money. And I relate to a few of the tips that you were just talking about. I started my business in my mid to late twenties and I was still very much uh, I would repel looking at my bank statements. I would repel checking my bank balance because there's so much fear and so much scarcity and so much lack associated with what really what wasn't there and how little money I had and how little I was paid in my past job and career. And I, I finally heard from a, a money coach, a money teacher I was following online, this idea of like, let's actually have a relationship with our money. And to me, it was like, there was not, that relationship was almost non-existent. It was avoidant in the past. And when I finally sat down and looked at my money and realized when I started my business, I was in $25,000 uh, US dollars worth of debt that yeah, that didn't feel good, but then I could create a plan around it. And eventually I chipped away, chipped away, chipped away at it until I eventually was making that like that much in a month. And I was looking at my bank statements and now I look at my bank account almost every single day. I'm constantly transferring money from my PayPal over to my business checking account. And it feels so empowering, but it didn't start that way. I had to get real with it. I had to start looking at it even when it was uncomfortable to then start to feel empowered and really aware of where my money was going and where it was coming from and that flow of in and out. And for so long, I was motivated by, you mentioned this about like, you know, manifesting the six, 6,000 pounds uh, to pay off the credit card in your case. And I was motivated by moving away from what I didn't want, right? Away from debt, away from scarcity, away from lack. But that only gets us so far. And like you said, then you think about what do I actually want? Well, I don't want just 6,000 pounds. I want 11 or 12 or 13,000 pounds. And then you start to be motivated by this positive drive of what are you moving towards? What do you actually want and desire? So that away from motivator can get us like light a fire under our ass and get us moving. But then I think eventually we do need to move towards that. Well, if you don't have this, or once you've healed that, what would you like? Like how much do you want? What does that wealth and abundance look like? Or how would that feel like for you in a positive way of what you're moving towards? And the second I heard it described that way in my NLP training, I was like, oh my God, I've been moving away from pain like my whole life instead of moving towards pleasure, towards desire. And then I started shifting the way I was like writing my goals, the way I was manifesting my money. And it, it just completely transformed everything. So I'd love to hear from you, Emma, about 
wealth as a whole. And again, this is a sticky conversation for a lot of people because they still are in that avoidance place of like, you know, being afraid to open bank accounts or um, just not feeling empowered by, by money. So how do we redefine our version of what wealth truly is and what it means to us in our life? Good question. And wealth is such, you know, a, a tricky term to talk about because when we talk about wealth, if any, if you would hear someone say I'm manifesting wealth, you would think they mean money. Mm-hmm. We all associate wealth with money, success, mm-hmm. money. So this like really became a big topic in my life, which inspired me to write my new book. When I hit every goal on my vision board. So I created a vision board a few years ago and I hit everything. I manifest the love, the house, the career, the money, being debt free, um, book deal, everything. I manifested it all. And the last thing was to sell my couponing business, which was my money saving business. So I wanted to sell that business so I could, you know, transition into being a spiritual coach full time and doing all of this full time. And it took about a year and then the perfect buyer came along. It was amazing. And then I was sat there waiting for the money to hit my bank account. And I thought, Emma, when this money hits your account, like you've done it, girl, you've manifested everything. Your life's going to change. You're going to be a completely different person. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Life's going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then the money hit my account and I felt no different. I felt unfulfilled. I felt that, yes, I hit everything on my goals list, but something was missing. And I felt like the most ungrateful person in the world. I thought, oh my God, Emma, like you have manifested everything. You are so selfish. You were so ungrateful. Like, how can you be sat here feeling bad right now? And I realized it was because I was chasing the wrong version of wealth that I had focused so much into my work, into my career. I neglected my personal life. And it was at that moment that I realized something had gone terribly wrong for me. And these can be subtle. It doesn't have to be a big moment like this for yourself, but this was a big wake up call me of why did you think that these things would have fulfilled you why did you think that the manifesting these things would have made you feel better why don't you feel good right now go deep within and I realized that it was because my personal life and my relationships and like creating that family and like having family and friends and a lover around me I'd neglected it all they were kind of like you know deteriorating as such those relationships because I was so focused on the wrong version of wealth. So really wealth to me is not money or success or validation. Wealth to me is to have family, love and fulfillment. Now wealth will be something different to every single person. It doesn't have to be the same to what my version of wealth is. But what I want to challenge you to think about today is what is your version of wealth? Like really get clear on that because you don't want to end up like me where I manifested it all and then thought, oh, why do I feel so bad? And then I had to go on a whole year long journey to really work on my fulfillment, really work on those wounds and blocks within me to make sure these things were sustainable because I was manifesting things and they weren't sustainable. I wasn't fulfilled inside. And a big key thing to law of attraction is, is you won't manifest the true fulfillment and things you want in life until you do the inner work. And that's what I hadn't done. So Yes, on paper, I'd manifested it all. But really, the reality of my life wasn't as glitzy and amazing and happy and probably what all my followers like thought my life was like. I was like on the inside, 
how have I got here? Like mm-hmm. I show up, I, t- you know, I share all of this stuff with the world. How am I here? And I realized because I was neglecting the within, I was neglecting my real version of wealth and what really I wanted to move towards in that phase of my life. Mm-hmm. So really ask yourself, what is your version of wealth and where do you currently not feel wealthy in your life? So mm-hmm. Wealth means every aspect of your life, relationships, career, purpose, home life, money, everything, everything that is wealth. What, where do you currently not feel wealthy in? And that's where you can start from because when you look at where you don't feel wealthy currently, you can then think, right, I need to work on those things. How can I work on those areas so that overall I do feel positively wealthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a different and more empowering way to look at wealth because I've had clients come to me and they have money goals. And I think it's great to have money goals. I have money goals, but there's always, I find when I ask my clients a a deeper why behind the money goals. Okay, you want 10,000, 20,000, a six-figure year, like whatever it is that you desire, my guess is for the majority of people, and this has been the case with, again, my personal experience with clients, is it's not just that they want that money to sit in their bank account. It either gives them an emotion or a feeling that they're craving or they desire, or it allows them to do something in their life that builds wealth in those other areas like you were talking about, maybe uh, travel or in relationships or in their home life or home environment or experiences, the richness of experiences they get to have and get to experience with their family, their friends, their loved ones. And that's really why they want the money. They don't literally want, in most cases, I think stacks of money sitting on their desk. Like that could be fun, but that, the, the deeper why is the, the emotion that it brings them and some sort of fulfillment in that area or what they get to actually then use that money to do. And in, in my case, I love money to be able to reinvest into my own growth. And I love investing in, in books and in courses and in live events and experiences to be able to continuously learn. And that's a deep part of my deeper why in wanting literal money that then to me translates into wealth in other areas of my life. And you mentioned also sustainable wealth uh, and abundance, because I think those two words often wealth and abundance, like you said, are directly correlated to money when in actuality, wealth and abundance can be applied to so many other aspects of really all areas of our life. So Can you talk about the sustainability piece and that when we are building up our version, because again, it's unique to each of us, what that definition is and what that looks like, but when we're building that definition of wealth or abundance in in our lives, how do we do it sustainably so that we don't rebound back into an old way of being um, or uh, feel lack afterwards? course so the quickest way and like I literally filmed a video about this day because it seems to be coming up so much the quickest way to manifest is through stop Mm -hmm. running from the work the more you're running skipping around it avoiding it trying to think positive thoughts when all those fears and limiting beliefs are coming up you're just running away from your manifestations so do the work go within and see where the work needs to be done so the best way to do this is for me to say to you your manifestation is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Where in your body does that hurt right now? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it will happen. I'm just using that example. 
to, you know, see where in your body that hurts. So for instance, it can relate to your chakras. So we have seven energetic chakras in our body, if you're familiar with chakras. So for instance, one of my um, ladies who I worked with the other day said to me, oh, that hurt just underneath my boobs. And I said, okay, that's your solar plexus. This is your confidence. This is your power chakra. This is like your inner roar. And it really um, related to what she was manifesting as well. So sometimes you can actually connect it to your chakra. So if you're not aware of your chakras, please do go online and look at the positioning of them because you may be able to relate it to where that just hurt in your body. Mm-hmm. But equally, when I said that, did any thoughts come up? Did any beliefs or ego talk come up? Because again, these are the clues. So see where you feel triggered. Have there been any incidences, circumstances, or people saying things that have made you feel triggered as hell? Like, oh my God, I don't believe this manifestation is going to happen look at that feedback. Where do you need to do the work? Mm -hmm. So to make things sustainable is to get to that place where you have healed what needs to be healed with inside you emotionally, maybe physically as well. Um, so that when you do manifest these things, so love's a great example here. So if you haven't, you know, done that inner work to heal from your previous relationships, maybe heal some limiting beliefs you have around worthiness or self-love. If you were to manifest that partner, are you going to be in the best place possible to have that happy, fulfilling relationship? Or are you just going to continue and bring all the baggage with you, like sort of energetic and emotional baggage with you into that new relationship? So this is important. Like, you know, doing the work doesn't have to be hard. It just requires your consistency and your willingness to do it. So some people have more than others. Some people have less. Like Mm -hmm. every wound is different. Every belief is different. So like, don't sort of think, oh my God, this is going to be, take me forever. It really won't. You know, when you show up, that is the quickest way through. That's the quickest Mm -hmm. way to your manifestations and the best way for you to be able to keep them as well. Yeah. That makes so much sense and something I've been talking a lot about in the podcast as well as on social media has been conscious versus subconscious change. And it's like we can push and we can force and we can power through and we can see some success in the areas of wealth and abundance in our life when we're consciously like working hard. But like you're saying, when we go through and we do the inner work, that doesn't have to be grueling or hard and can actually be fun sometimes. But when we pause to do that work, then we create change on the subconscious level, which is more of that internal automatic programming that we have stored within us. And of course, when we're tapping into ourselves at that level, then we're going to sustainably change versus when we change through force, well, eventually we're going to burn out. And then we do see a rebound back into where we, where we started at, or at least a few steps back from where we wanted to be versus that subconscious change that really Uh, helps us look at limiting beliefs and the way that we're operating on a day-to-day basis within our belief system and our values and and the energy we put off into the world. And when we change on that level, then things get to be easier moving forward sustainably, like forever, uh, by taking that moment to pause. So I think it's so, so important, like you were saying, Emma, to go, go inward and ask these empowering questions and see where we're triggered in our life. Cause I think those triggers are also really great opportunities to heal their messages from our body that something does need to be healed. And we can, and use books like yours and resources like yours to be able to then work through it. Cause there's so many tools out there. There's many other tools out there too, to be able to work through those things that Uh, are perceived as very challenging, but are actually an amazing opportunity for growth. So I just want to say thank you so much. Are there any last words, thoughts, 
takeaways that you want to give the audience before we wrap up? Oh, good question. Now I'm put on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would just say just trust more than anything. You know, it's so easy to get disheartened and to be like, oh, well, it hasn't happened by now or something else came along and it wasn't what I wanted. Therefore, it's not going to happen. The universe can bring us many tests sometimes. So sometimes I've had this where an opportunity, like a book deal is my really good example here. An opportunity came up with another publisher and I just wasn't sure about it. And I was like, should I take it? Because I'm like desperate for this book deal. And I thought, actually, is this the publisher that's aligned to this book? Is this the publisher that really feels good to me and would be able to, you know, have my best interest at heart and all of this? And the answer was no. So if anything, trust your intuition. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And sit with that. Like you don't have to make split decisions like that. And when I said no to that publisher, which felt like the worst thing in the world because I was trying to manifest a book deal, an even better publisher came along, which was more aligned to my book more aligned to my values and the perfect the perfect publisher for that book so Mm -hmm. trust in the universe and trust your intuition as well we all have this powerful powerful um intuition within us our soul which is our knowing our kind of psychic abilities as such and we can tap into that at any point so those gut feelings those things which definitely aren't eco um you know when we've like known someone was going to call us someone was going to text us we knew something was going to happen this is our intuition speaking to us so the more you tap into it and you can use oracle cards for this you can use meditation work with your intuition and it will never lead you astray Mm, that's so beautiful thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today emma i appreciate it so much uh in closing can you just let everyone know where to find you and follow along and also to purchase your book when it comes out course thank you so much for having me on as well it's been so fun to chat with you today so if anybody wants to find out about my new book it's called positively wealthy and it's out on june the 9th so if you're listening to this before hopefully it'll be available for pre-order by now um you can find it on amazon bards and noble waterstones all the regular kind of retailers um and that's with watkins publishing if that helps find it um but if you want to find out anything more about myself or anything i do then you can find me on my website at emmamumford.com uk or on my instagram and other socials which is i am emma mumford thank you so much i appreciate you coming on today thanks lovely thank you so much for tuning into today's episode i hope you guys gained so much from this conversation with emma and if you are loving the healing uncensored podcast i would so appreciate it if you could go over to itunes and leave a five-star review and your honest feedback when we were talking today emma and i it also reminded me that i have a training that you might enjoy it is called manifesting money for your wellness goals it is just 33 dollars, and it's available on my site where all my courses live which is autoimmunetribecourses.com and it's a one-hour training to help change your entire relationship with money so you can stop feeling broke af and like you can't invest in the things that you truly desire and instead you get to invest with freedom and work towards your goals and allow yourself to have surplus so we're going to detox limiting money beliefs and start bringing in the cash money because you deserve it. 
There's 10 easy steps that I break down in detail in this one hour training that, again, help you shift that money mindset. And as long as you show up and you do the work, you're going to feel an energetic shift in your body right away. The results that I've heard from the women who have already been through this one hour training have been just amazing and so humbling for me. And I'd love for you to be able to experience that manifestation of money and wealth in your life like Emma and I chatted about today. So definitely check out her book as it comes out. Again, that's Positively Wealthy. And in the meantime, if you're looking for some resources to help you change your money mindset, then this course, Manifesting Money for Your Wellness Goals, is available for you for just $33 on autoimmunetribecourses.com. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.